0: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Oh, you already piling on the Facebook Live. Bacar, Lisa, Amy, Lucio, Carol, thank you so much for joining us today. We have an amazing show in store for you. Before I get started, I just want to quickly mention... Uh, for those of you who are not subscribed to our newsletter, just go to talkradio.nyc and subscribe to our newsletter. Do it now, do it now. Um, uh, that coming up is the Awaken Fair, which is a wonderful, wonderful consciousness fair. Um, you know, hasn't been around as long as New Life Expo, not nearly as commercial either, um, has wonderful, great people. I've, I've been to the last couple. We're, we're sponsors, we're media sponsors for them. Um, and they're really great. The, the, they're coming up, not the, um, uh, let's see, what would Sunday's? Date be 8, 9, 10, 11. Yeah, Uh, not the 11th, but the 18th, November 18th. So, and this uh, time they're up in Tarrytown and they'll be back in New York City next year. So check out AwakenFair.com and check them out. They're really good. Okay, so I got a wonderful guest on the phone today. And uh, But first, of course, I know you all love our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. At first, we thought it would be really cool if only your, quote, positive, unquote, thoughts became the things and events of your life. But then we couldn't think of any things or events that wouldn't eventually be considered, quote, positive, unquote. So we decided to just leave you, quote, turned on, quote, all the time. Bzzz, the universe. Ha <laughs> we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. And uh, this is a really important quote, you know, because today uh, uh, we have this tendency of thinking, that, you know, I, I mean, I think most of our, you, our listeners, know that, that thoughts become things. But we have a tendency to think that, like, only the good thoughts become things. Only the thoughts we do on purpose become things. Only the thoughts I have when I'm sitting and meditating become things. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. All of our thoughts become things. Yes, there is a buffer of time. It doesn't happen instantaneously. But whatever we happen to be focusing on, whatever we're thinking about, whatever we believe, whatever we expect, all of those things, all of those thoughts become things. Does not matter whether we personally consider them positive or negative. Does not matter um, whether you know we're doing it intentionally or unintentionally. You know, we are extremely powerful manifestors and creators. The issue sometimes comes down to we think that we only manifest and create what we want. But we don't. We manifest and create what we think about, whether it's what we want or what we don't want. And that is why it is so important to keep our focus on the things we want, to keep our focus on solutions, not problems, to keep our focus on the goals, to keep our focus on where do we want to go, not where we are, where we have been, or where we don't want to be. All too often, we allow the 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 fears, the concerns, the worries, you know, those those thoughts that take us away from what we want to inhabit most of our time. And that actually does not serve us at all. What we really want to keep focused on are the things we do want. our dreams, our hopes, our desires, the outcomes that we feel serve us and resonate with us the most. Because look, whether we're focusing on what we want or we're focusing on what we don't want, we are giving our energy. We are giving our energy to those things. And whatever we give our energy to, that's becomes our reality. When we focus on our fears, on our terrors, on all the worst possible outcomes in our lives, we're only giving more energy to those things that will eventually come into our life. But the more we put our focus on and we really um, meditate on and put intention behind those things that we do want, more peace, more harmony in our life, more health, great friends, community, resources, um, ha- being a, a, a an uplifting change in the world, empowering people. The more we focus on that, mm-hmm. that is what will become our reality. So... A very, very, very important quote from the universe. Let's see what Abraham has for us today. Words do not teach at all. It is life experience that brings you your knowing. But when you hear words that are a vibrational match to the knowing that you have accumulated, then sometimes it's easier for you to sort it all out. Abraham. Ooh really good quote from Abraham, very much in alignment with the first quote. Uh, But with this one, uh, what Abraham is really saying is that we really do know everything already in our body, in our nervous system, in our spirit, in our energetic field. And, and, you know, sometimes we think that, you know, we we hear somebody say something and we take it and it's like, oh, yes, that's like so true for me. And, and, and now this is my truth. Uh, but the thing is, is that just hearing the words, we usually don't learn that way. We usually actually um, that's not what gets it to stick in our body. That's not how it becomes part of our view of reality. It's more we have an experience of life and we see what's true for us. And then by seeing and feeling and experiencing that truth, then we have an innate knowing. Then we have sort of this internal compass that says, this is true for me. This is not true for me. It's not about, you know, sitting in, in a classroom and just taking it all in from the teacher And yeah, you may remember some of that stuff, but that's not how we truly learn. That's not how we change. That's not how we become affected by life that causes us to go out there and live a different way. We actually have it all inside of us already. Everything we need to know, we know already. Do we need reminders? Sure, those are very helpful. Do we need those experiences? Yes, those experiences help us to to, to remind us of how true what we already know really is. But it's life. It's experience. We are experiential beings. You know, like if I, you know, the old expression, if I say something, it means one thing. But if you say something, it means everything. Because if you say it, you're speaking from your experience. I mean, when I say something, I'm speaking from my experience. Hey, I tell you guys all the time, don't believe a word I say. Go out and try it and see if it's true for you. And the reason why I say that is because when you go out there and you try things and you have your own experience, then you will know it for yourselves. You don't need me to tell it to you. Yeah, I might put forward some ideas. I might you know, uh, relay some information, especially from other people. But it doesn't mean a thing unless you live it. But once you live it, then it means everything to you. So I really want you to take that in. Don't believe anything anybody says. Go out and experience it for yourself. Because my reality may be different than your reality. What works for me may not work for you. I have a different path, a different life experience. I have different things that have brought me to where I am today. You have other things that brought you to where you are today. What works for you it may not be what works for me and vice versa. So don't Just assume because you hear something, that means it's going to be true for you. Live it and see if in the living of it, it rings true for you. And if it doesn't, put it aside and find something else that does. So, two wonderful, amazing quotes from the universe and from Abraham. I hope you enjoyed them. I certainly did. And very apropos for our guest and before I bring on my guest, just quick shout out to some more Facebook Live viewers. Wow, you guys are really piling on today. Jonathan, Sanaya, Joe, Dana, Callie, Tafik, Tatik, Tautuk. I can't sorry, I can't see the name, but wow, that's a Taufik, I think I believe it is. Thank you all for joining in. Glad you guys are here. I just want to remind you throughout the show if you uh, uh want to ask a question, feel free to comment on the Facebook live or you can always call in at 877-480-4120. It is now my expl- extreme pleasure to welcome spiritual psychotherapist Steve Hasenberg. Steve has been a spiritual psychotherapist for over 35 years. He has a private practice in Santa Monica and does workshops on Buddhist mindfulness, loving kindness and conscious relationships. Steve has taught over 2,000 people how to meditate using the Transcendental Meditation Technique and has just completed a 17-part YouTube video series entitled, Secrets of the Universe, Walking the Conscious Path, and it is my pleasure to welcome him to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Welcome, Steve.
1: Hey, Sam. Good to be here.
0: Wonderful to have you on today. Wonderful to have you on. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come on today. So of course. Um, I'm just curious. You know, my wife is a psychotherapist. Um, I, I know many people. I have a bunch of friends who are therapists. What was it that got you to, to say you're a spiritual psychotherapist?
1: <laughs> That's a great question, Sam. I'm going to have to think about that. Um, you know, before I became a psychotherapist, I... Um, I was a TM teacher.
0: Mm -hmm. People
1: know you just mentioned it, transcendental meditation. Sure. And I had spent about two and a half years with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi in Europe where we, and people don't believe this, but it's true, where we were meditating eight to ten hours a day, Mm. where we would meditate, do yoga, do pranayama fast, be in silence. Hmm. And I spent about two and a half years of my life doing that. And during that time, I was teaching meditation full time. Uh. And then I decided, well, I'm going to have to earn a living. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, what's the best thing that I could do for, for myself and people? I've always loved people. And I thought, hmm, I think I'll go into psychology. That's
0: how it started. Ah, okay, cool. All right, I want you to hold it there because we got to take our first break. But when we come back, I actually want to find out, though, what got you to go to Europe with the Maharishi and, and meditate for eight hours a day because that's not something most people will just do on a whim, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So hold on a minute, Steve. Everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. In this hour, we're talking to Steve Hassenberg, and we will be right back after these messages.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
3: Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oh, and I see on the Facebook Live, Pat Duckworth from England is joining us. Hi, Pat, and fellow member of the Evolutionary Business Council. Welcome. Okay, Steve, so you went to Europe yep, to, to meditate for eight hours a day and more with the Maharishi. What got into you? Why did you like go so <laughs> whole hog into it? Because, again, that's not something that most people would have done.
1: You know, I thought about that during the commercial break. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, My feeling is that from a very young age, uh, I'd say from about 12 years old, um, I started having spiritual experiences. Uh And the first spiritual experience I had, probably at 11 and a half, I was on a baseball field at the Y camp in New- I grew up in New Jersey. Ah, okay. Up in northern New Jersey, and I was waiting for my turn up at bat. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I was watching the field from a tree. My spirit was watching the field from a tree, watching oh. the game take place. And I thought, what's happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> and,
5: Not an
0: everyday occurrence, yes. I
1: kind of flew back, but I just wound up in my body. And then I flew into the other field, and I was watching from another tree. Wow. And I had this experience that I wasn't contained by my body. I wasn't contained by my mind. And there was some mystery about life that I wanted to seek. That's how it started.
0: Wow. Wow. So it's like you astral projected on the Little League field, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's crazy. (laughs) After that, have you had other astral projection experiences or was like that?
1: Yeah, well, speaking of being in, um, in, I was actually in Mallorca in Spain, Mm. and this was, I think it was my first meditation course where we were meditating these long periods of time, it was like an an ashram experience. Right. And I was sitting in my bed meditating. I'd probably been meditating a year and a half, two years by then. But this was my first kind of ashram experience in Spain. And all of a sudden, I shot out of my body. Mm. I remember going through the ceiling of the hotel we were in, and all of a sudden, I was in outer space. Wow. But it was all happening so fast, I really didn't have a chance to be afraid of, of the ah. experience. Ah. And I thought to myself, I should really be afraid. <laughs> and I was traveling at light speed. Ah. I saw stars and planets. And finally, I got to a barrier. And that barrier was it was the feeling was that if I passed it, I would leave my body and die. Ah. And so I was at the limit of what I could do, and mm. I shot back. Mm. I remember seeing the Earth, and this was before the Hubble. and be- mm. really, it was at that period before they had these wonderful shots of this wonderful globe in space. Mm. But I saw the Earth that way this beautiful, wow. gleaming planet. And I continued going, shot, I saw the, I saw the um, contours of the earth, I saw Spain, I saw the hotel, and I shot through the ceiling and wound up in my body again. Wow. I opened my eyes, and I had never felt that refreshed, that alive, and that peaceful in my entire life.
0: Wow. Wow. So so yeah, so, so wow. So pretty early on you had a, a, a an effable a spiritual experience that that you kind of knew in your bones that you know we're spiritual beings have a having a physical experience. So I imagine that you know once you learn to become a psychotherapist and, and started working with people you probably had a very different perspective about trauma and issues people were dealing with. You probably immediately took a very I, I don't know quite how to say it, but a very uh, uh, spiritual perspective on whatever people were going through. I'm, I'm curious how that manifested in your sessions when you would work with people
1: Well there's a lot here Um, having had those experiences especially the second one that I mentioned to you Mm
5: -hmm.
1: what happens is that you realize and I knew this but I didn't when I was 12 you realize as you just said that we are eternal beings having an earth experience having a human experience And that informs everything, because you're no longer contained by the, in a sense, by the ego. Yes, you're always coming back to the ego, but you have another sense about yourself that you're much larger and much much broader than that. Mm -hmm. So those experiences actually took me not only through Transcendental Meditation, but into a very kind of lifelong study of
0: Buddhism. Ah, I see, I see. So so over the years, you know, while you have your practice, you're still studying, you're still meditating, you're still kind of following your spiritual path. Um, I'm wondering over the years, did, did you know, things happen uh, that you know, kind of changed sort of the course of things for you a little bit? Or, like, once you were sort of put on this this very uh, spiritual path, it was just straight going from there?
1: <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I don't think there's there are any straight roads yeah. on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's a twist and turn kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, in reference to what you were saying before I got on the show, your audience, the things that I'm thinking about these days, and that I'm helping my clients with, have to do with what you talked about in terms of how do we work with our thoughts and feelings. Mm. And so for me, um, I've realized that the negative thoughts that come up are seeking resolution through us. Mhm that life the more you can participate fully in the life you've been given you understand that what we consider to be negativity negative thought negative or emotional negative emotional thought process are just energies they call them in india samskaras. some scars and yeah. if your audience mm-hmm. doesn't know that word i love uh, talking about the definition of it in in the in, Ve- in the Vedas Vedic India, right. the word samskara which is Sanskrit means impressions left in the heart from previous lifetimes. Right. And so I tend to look at what we consider to be negative are just packets of experience and pain that have been left over, that we want to purify and mm-hmm. clear out. Mm-hmm.
0: Could They could also be from experiences of this life, yes? Absolutely. So it's yeah. the past. It's
1: experiences right. of the past. But some scars come from past lifetimes, right. but certainly we all know that our childhood can be very, very challenging. Yeah. as was mine
0: yeah yeah. I remember um, I think I was first uh, heard the specific term in Michael Singer's book of the untethered soul where he described it and he, and he had a very nice illustration of it in the book that made it very clear so um, yeah it's a very good concept um, so when somebody comes in to see you for, for a therapy session and, and we have just about you know two three minutes till break Um, and let's say they're dealing with some trauma, how will you work with them? You know, just briefly, that would be different from how, let's say, a a traditional psychotherapist might work with them.
1: Well, for me, um, I really want to take a look at the teaching that's being brought forward. Mm. If somebody is in trauma, we use this word a lot. Mm-hmm. What are the lessons to be learned? Right. Trauma means that one is gripped by something in the present, something in the past, some kind of fear about the future. One is gripped. Mm-hmm. And when we're gripped, that experience is very, very important to us. I see everything as precious. I've gotten to the point in my life where everything that's coming toward me, my life circumstances, I see as a emanation from soul tr- choices my soul is making in hand-in-hand in hand, with choices that my human aspect is making. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is in trauma, this, for me is an indication that they're going toward a soul awakening. Mm. It's a very different way of looking at things.
5: Right. right.
1: I'm tending not to see things as bad anymore. Right. I'm tending to see things as precious Mm. as a way that we're all there's a there's a sense that there's an awakening going on all the time, Right. and if we're open to that awakening, and if we're still enough in our life, we can see that our life is being punctuated by these beautiful moments, these precious moments that are beckoning us to awaken.
0: Uh-huh. So it's all here to serve us, huh?
1: That's how I see it right now, Sam.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, let's talk just about like where you are these days because you, you've been doing this work a long time, okay? You got it. Sure. And, of course, if anybody has questions on the Facebook Live, simply type your questions or comments into the comment section. Or if you'd like to call in and be part of the show, call us at 877-480-4120 we'll be right back after these messages
2: you're listening to the Talking Alternative Network do you like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin, together we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, twelve noon Eastern Time to one p.m. Um, and if you uh, would love to know, like what the upcoming show is that particular week, come sign to our newsletter on TalkRadioNYC. We, our newsletter comes out twice a week on Tuesday mornings and Thursday mornings, and lets you know what the shows are about that week. And we've got a bunch of great, great shows on the network we got uh, n- at least one new show if not more uh, coming on board the beginning of next year so uh, it's a good way to, uh, to uh, uh, keep in touch and uh, my dear friend Callie on, on the Facebook Live says such a pleasure listening uh, to you both so uh, you have one fan out there Steve well you have more than one <laughs> but.
1: okay we're doing good Sam
0: yeah we're doing good we're doing good uh, so, so let me ask you now, right? You you've been a therapist for thirty five years. You've been meditating yeah. even longer than that. Um, you you've had a lot of experience in your life. Um, where are you now? Like, what's important to you now today?
1: All right, let's. I want to take you back about five years. Okay. About five years ago, I got ill. huh. And this illness uh, was called Epstein-Barr virus. Ah, yeah. But the the illness uh, was very virulent. So Epstein-Barr can be very mild or very difficult. Yes. For me, it turned out to be very difficult. I had brain inflammation. Uh Ah. After a few months of getting it, I had a hard time talking. So Uh I couldn't do my work anymore. Um, I had a hard time thinking. Uh, the basis of my work is very intuitive. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that ability anymore. Mm. I remember walking in Santa Monica from my office and stopping in the middle of the street and not remembering how to lift my foot. Wow.
0: Oh so my God. I was
1: very ill for about three years. Uh. And um, I lost my house. My wife and I lost our dream house. Oh. Um, I lost my most of my practice. Um, I lost my many of my clients and my friends. Mm. And so I'm bringing this up because um, that was the what is called in literature the dark night of the soul. Yeah, yeah. And during that dark night of the soul, I was forced out of necessity to draw on resources that I never thought I had. Mm. Patience, big resource. Mm. Letting go of my my ego was shattered. I couldn't do anything that I was used to doing anymore. I couldn't use my body. Mm. And so this experience, as difficult as it was, and I think the only way I got through it, Sam, was because I had practiced meditation, I had learned to be present, I had practiced mindfulness, and I kept going every... I remember month after month I'd wake up in the morning and go, I can't believe I still have this. Mm. And I just was forced to kind of walk on. I'm bringing this up because there was an extraordinary silver lining in it. Mm. And I didn't realize that silver lining until about six months after it was over. And that silver lining was I had learned to be compassionate to myself, ah. loving to myself, yeah. patient with myself in a way that had really been unimaginable before. Mm. I always thought I was a very compassionate person. But going into the depth of, of that illness taught me so much. And out of that came a extraordinary amount of ego dissolution.
4: Wow. And an
1: ongoing, we talked about spiritual experiences that started this journey for me. Right. I began having extraordinary spiritual experiences on a daily basis. Oh, wow. And I think the only reason that happened was because of the compassion and love that I learned to give myself.
0: Right, because it's, I I guess throughout your life, it was constantly focused outwards in being patience and having patience and being compassionate for other people, but it's a completely different thing when we have to turn that inwards and be compassionate and patient with ourselves. It's so true, Sam. Wow. Okay, so that was three years ago. Now that uh, you've kind of come back from that in a way, now what what's your focus? <laughs> Where are you putting your attention these days?
1: Well, it, it gets better. okay So all of this I, I have regained my practice. It took a few years. Sure. I've regained my health. I probably Wonderful. am I think I'm healthier than I was going into it. Oh, wow. And I'll tell you an experience because people love experiences. Yeah. So I was driving to work about eight months ago. And during the car ride, I was overwhelmed by love. I would say I was hit by this experience of love that was like a hurricane I there was so much love coming into my body while I was driving Mm. that I started sobbing and I was sobbing so much I pulled over to the side of the road and I thought well gosh I've been going through so much what's happening now Mm. and while this experience was was taking place I felt these hands it weren't really hands, but was kind of this energy going into my body and pulling something out of me. And I thought, this is, now I've had a lot of things happen, mm. but this is the wildest thing that's happened so far. Mm. And I realized what was being pulled out of me was my my identification as a therapist. Ah, okay. And I was shocked, Sam. Mm. I thought... My God, I had everything I had felt, everything had been taken from me and taken from me in the most gracious way. That I had, everything was being surrendered to the mystery, to the God force, to the beauty of life. And now this was the last thing that I was holding on to, and it shocked me. But I thought, let's go for it. And I just started doing a a kind of a ritual in the car. And in that ritual, I was releasing the last vestiges of my ego attachment and my identity to being a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I I wound up crying on the way to work. (laughs) And I thought, I don't know, what am I going to do next? Mm. And so... Another week went by, and I was driving the week again, and again I was hit by a, a just gorgeous love coming, flowing into me. And during that experience, the words Secrets of the Universe came. Uh, and I thought, what does that mean? And so we can go on and talk about that if you want. That's the name of my YouTube series.
0: I'm sure. Sure. And so, I
1: thought, well, I'm supposed to do something with
0: this. Right. That's how it started. Sure. So, so you started this YouTube series, which is online now, right? Have you have you completed the series? Or are you still filming it?
1: Uh, the, the the filming is complete. The series we've got about um, fifteen episodes okay. online, mm-hmm. and there, it's on my website. That's mm-hmm. stevehassenberg.com, but it's also on YouTube. Right. And there are two more that are going to be put out for a final season.
0: <laughs> ah. And so what? what's the main point of this series of videos?
1: You know, a lot of it is uh, some of the things that we talked about today, how I started my life, my spiritual life, mm-hmm. what it meant to me, that I realized that I was an eternal being in some way at 11 years old. And then it was brought to me much more clearly at 22 years old. Mm -hmm. And then I've had a series of spiritual experiences from 22 on. But what this series is about is bridging practical, pragmatic, daily life with spirituality oftentimes what i found and you know i've been a student of this for so long i found that there's a separation that takes place for me i went into spirituality yet for one re- one of the main reasons was because i had a calling but right. the other reason, and I think it's very important for everybody to know this, is that I was going into spirituality because I was trying to get out of the pain of my childhood. Uh,
0: okay.
1: And so we often use the spiritual to remove ourselves from the pain of our earth experience.
0: right. Right, it's too big. Pay- Rather yeah.
1: than knowing that the earth experience is also spiritual.
0: Right, right. That
1: spirituality is our experience. Yeah. And we need to bridge the gap between leaving the earth, attempting to be free, having perfect equanimity and peace without grappling with, with the stuff that we find in our daily lives. And so a lot of the, um, the course, the video series of Secrets of the Universe is about this connecting, this connection, this merging uh, between the spiritual and the practical.
0: Right, wonderful, wonderful. Because really, I guess when you come down to it, Everything is spiritual in the world, isn't it? I mean, it's all here to teach us. It's all here to service. It's all here to, to, you know, give us lessons, right?
1: It's all, there's no difference. It's just that one part of spirituality you could say is dense. It's more dense. Mm-hmm. It's more materialistic. Mm-hmm. The other part of spirituality is more light. And so the mixing of the light and the dense, or the light and the dark, I I believe we come here, I know actually at this point in my life, that we come here as spiritual beings to bring light into the dark recesses of our human experiences. I think that's one of the the chief reasons, Mm. fundamental reasons, that we take an Earth experience
0: beautiful 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 okay well believe it or not Steve it's time for us last for our last break of the show so uh, we're gonna take this break and when we come back we'll just uh finish up with some final thoughts, let you know how you can get a hold of Steve and uh, we'll see what's coming next for him. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour has been Steve Hasenberg. And of course, this is your last chance. If you want to call in and ask a question directly of Steve or myself, the call-in number is 877 480 And William on the Facebook Live says, no grappling is difficult. All right, we'll be right back after these messages.
2: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
0: The best designs for your life start...
2: TalkingAlternative.com
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Um, We've been speaking this hour with Steve Hassenberg, all about uh, his spiritual path and spiritual psychotherapy and everything in life is here to serve us. So, Steve, um, when somebody comes to you and uh, let's say they're not really a very spiritual or don't believe in a lot of this stuff, I'm assuming you always start them off with you got to meditate. But what do you advise after that? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, I, I often do that, Sam. So you're, yeah. you're being very psychic. Because
0: <laughs> that's what I do. If someone comes to me, it's like, okay, start meditating at least 15 minutes a day. Just do it.
1: Exactly. Because you and I know that it's so powerful.
0: Right. Yeah. Yes
1: that can heal a lot of what ails people in the these days in a, in a world of great tension and uh, divisiveness. Yeah. So what do I do after that? Well, you know, it really depends. Uh, my therapy is tailor-made to people. Hmm. I never do the same thing necessarily with any one person. Hmm. Um, and so it depends on what people come with. You know, the uh-huh. other... I I almost always teach is how to be mindful Ah, Um, I talk to people about thoughts and feelings because Mm -hmm. I find that thoughts and feelings are the the, they're the fundamental creators Mm -hmm. of our mood, of our behavior, Mm -hmm. um, of our happiness, of our sadness and so I take a Buddhist approach to that which is, I work with thoughts and feelings, not in terms of content, like what happened to me when I was six, or what happened to me when, um, you know, I lost the love. We do that, mm-hmm. but maybe that's 50%. The other right. 50% of what we do is we look at our relationship to thoughts and feelings in general. We look at the context, because the Buddhist approach is really saying, how are you impacted by this, what they call this thought stream? Mm. Do you, do you, have you learned how to step back from it? Have you learned how to be a little objective about it? Or are you immersed in it? So that's kind of where I start with people.
0: Gotcha. So it's kind of helping people to understand they're the observer. They're not the thoughts, the feelings. That that they're something uh, above or or behind all of that. Not that thing. Correct. Gotcha.
1: So they are both. Right. You know, that's the beauty of what we're talking about. That we are multi-dimensional beings. Mm -hmm. We have multiple awareness, Mm -hmm. so we can be immersed in something. And it feels like the end of our life. Mm -hmm. And then if we pull back from it, we'll realize it's just something coming through that we're being asked to work with. Mm.
0: So Steve, what do you feel has been sort of the biggest lesson for you in your life? I mean, we've talked a lot about some really pretty major stuff that you've been through and how you've gotten through it. But I mean, just in general for your let's just say, for your soul's path, what has been the biggest lesson for you?
1: Oh, that's a great question, Sam. I think you should do this for a living. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if I can only get someone to pay me for this, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the biggest lesson of my life, I, I really have to go back to something I was talking about a few minutes ago. Because I came from such a challenged childhood, mm. I grew up in New Jersey.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that right there Uh, is a challenge. (laughs) Isn't it? (laughs) I lived in Jersey for six years, but I don't often admit to it.
1: (laughs) That's really funny. So the biggest challenge in my life was not to take all the things that my father said about me Heart. Uh, my father was a very critical man. Uh, he was very rageful. Mm-hmm. I came from a dysfunctional family with a schizophrenic sister. Ooh. My mother was a lovely person who saved my life. She was a painter. Mm-hmm. And my life has been a grappling with my early childhood, mm-hmm. my adolescence. Mm-hmm. And not believing what I was taught. For most of my life, Sam, I really disliked myself. Gosh. I could even say I hated myself. My. I was super, super critical. Mm. I think I went into psychology. Another reason I went was because I wanted to find a way to heal that in myself. My. And so the biggest lesson of my life was to understand where I came from find forgiveness for what happened to me and find a way to realize who I am and how that supersedes everything I went through I did a lot of work all the time Mm. Buddhism psychotherapy workshops Mm. to finally come to a point where I'm free of my own history Mm. even though I carry my history in terms of the lessons learned but I'm free enough of my history to be able to live with love, with patience with compassion Mm. for myself and all other people Mm -hmm. and that was the biggest lesson of my life Sam I'm glad you asked that because I never thought about it
0: before (laughs) beautiful, beautiful, okay there's another video for you uh, so real quick, in like just about a minute, what's yeah. next for Steve Hassenberg? What are you working on? Is there a book in the works? Are there more videos behind that? New workshops? What's going on?
1: Thank you, Sam. The next thing is I'm working. I'm I'm putting together a workbook, a course based on Secrets of the Universe: Walking the Conscious ah, Path. Wonderful. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to do a book, and then. Um, I'm going to be starting to do workshops on Secrets of the Universe, want to do more radio shows, and Mm -hmm. I think for the rest of my life, but things can change tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) my, My true devotion is bringing this idea that there's a wonderful marriage between spirituality and our daily Earth experience, no matter how painful it is, and that we're all capable of achieving personal freedom and greater peace and happiness in our life. That is what my devotion is.
0: Wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, beautiful, Steve. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show today. So if, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, uh, how can they do that?
1: Best way is H A S E N B E R G dot com. And also, and that has my uh, phone number on it mm-hmm. has all the YouTubes on it, and also YouTube under my name Steve Hasenberg, has the whole series and the series is free
0: wonderful, wonderful well, thank you so much up oh, my friend Leigh wants to call in, but we're at the end of the show lay sorry uh, you have to catch us earlier next time, and of course, we will be back next week. Uh, have a wonderful guest from Ireland next week, Abby Wynn, who's a a wonderful uh, shamanic healer. Um, Steve, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to call in. You have to let me know when you're going to come to New York City next so we can get together, have a cup of tea together or something, okay?
1: Sounds great, Sam. So appreciate it.
0: You got it. You got it, my friend. Thank you so much. And for everybody listening, please stay tuned because coming up next, it's the wonderful Ellen Liken and her show, Poker Divas, um, teaching you all how even if you've never picked up a deck of cards, you've been playing poker your entire life. Uh, always an interesting show, followed by Kai Cole's show, Our Daily Magic, uh, uh, today's uh, replay of one of her Abundance series. And, of course, tomorrow we have uh, uh, Joan and Priya with Follow Me Friday and Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Thank you all for tuning in and listening. Remember, go to talkradio.nyc, sign up for our newsletter. And uh, Sunday, November 18th, awakenfair.com, a wonderful fair up in Tarrytown. I will be there. I hope to see you all there. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week.
2: You like comic books and movies? How about TV and pop culture? Then you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm Michael Dolce, host of Secrets of the Sire. Joined every week by my co-host, Hassan, Lord of the Radio Godwin, together we have over 15 years' experience creating graphic novels, screenplays, and more. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc.
3: Did you know you've been playing poker your whole life, even if you've never played a hand of cards? Hi, I'm Ellen Lakend, author of Poker Woman and host of the new show, Poker Divas. On the show, I talk about how poker strategy helps you win in business, life, and love. Tune in live every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc.